The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Mondays are not blue. They're a chance to start over again and maybe make this week a little holier than last week. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, August 30th, 2021, Monday of the 22nd week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, this is Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Monday's a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is St. Jean Jugan. Born in northern France in 1792 during the French Revolution, when Jean was three and a half years old, her father was lost at sea. At the age of 15 or 16, Jean became a kitchen maid for a family that not only cared for its own members, but also served four elderly people nearby. Ten years later, Jean became a nurse at the hospital in La Rose. Soon thereafter, she joined a third order group founded by St. John Udys. After six years, she became a servant and friend of a woman she met through the Third Order. They prayed, visited the poor, and taught catechism to children. After her friend's death, Jean and two other women continued a similar life. In 1839, they brought in their first permanent guest. They began an association, received more members and more guests. Jean founded six more houses for the elderly by the end of 1849, all staffed by members of her association, the Little Sisters of the Poor. By 1853, the association numbered 500 and had houses as far away as England. St. Jean Jugin died in 1879. St. Jean Jugin, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Into thy hands, O God, we commend ourselves this day and all those who are dear to us. Let the gift of thy wonderful presence be with us even to the end of the day. Grant that we never lose sight of thee all the day long, but rather praise and beseech thee that our thanks may come to thee again at its close. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for the Church that she may receive from the Holy Spirit the grace and strength to reform herself in the light of the Gospel. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. A very famous marketing campaign was carried out by the candy company that sells Snickers, the famous Snickers bar that we all love and enjoy. And the campaign had as its, lo- as its slogan the following phrase, Snickers satisfies, right? Just rolls off the tongue, Snickers satisfies. And in fact, they even released a whole series of Snickers bars with special wrappers that in the the place where it normally says Snickers, it simply said satisfies. And the subtitle to this campaign was Snickers satisfies, 
and then the subtitle was, You're Not You When You're Hungry. And they had all sorts of commercials, all sorts of advertisements that would show scenarios in which a person was out of sorts, not performing at their best, and then boom, they're, giving, they're given a Snickers bar and they kind of come back to life. They, they perform very well. In one case, they show a pickup football game or American football game where there's a bunch of guys playing flag football and they're throwing the football around and they're getting tackled and there's in the middle of the pack there's this elderly woman running around a very famous actress named Betty White and so you have this elderly woman there running among these guys and she gets tackled to the floor and the the teammates come up to her and, and say come on man you're playing like Betty White and so then they give they give they give this person a Snickers bar and then the next thing you see is that he's back to his normal self and he's playing, he's playing well. It's true that you're not you when you're hungry. That is, when we're hungry, we become irritable, anxious. Perhaps we, we feel weaker, kind of out of sorts. Right? We're not really ourselves. And we can get cranky, we can get impatient. You're not you when you're hungry. When we look at the history of salvation, when we look, Jesus, at the history of humanity in its relationship to you, we see how humanity falls into sin. The fallen humanity of Adam and Eve, in the wake of the original sin, they have become irritable and hungry. Right, this human race of ours has grown more and more anxious ever since that original sin and compounded by subsequent evils. We can look at the history of salvation as it's shown to us in the Bible, falling into idolatry, falling into all sorts of abuses. People become hungry and irritable and anxious and out of sorts. And they begin to long for a solution. Israel begins to long for a savior, for the Messiah, the anointed one that God has promised them. And in today's gospel, Jesus, we see you in that moment where you come back to your hometown, to Nazareth. And you describe in the synagogue the definition of the Messiah as presented by Isaiah. Jesus came to Nazareth where he had grown up, and he went, according to his custom, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Holding up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down, 
And the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. Then he said to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus, it's so moving to hear you describe yourself, to describe these telltale signs of the Messiah. He will proclaim liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind. He will let the oppressed go free. In a word, Lord, you will hunger the hungry heart. You will fulfill that hunger. The Messiah fulfills the longings of our heart. That is the job description of the Messiah. He fulfills the longings of our heart. Perhaps you'll recall that in another moment in the Gospel of Luke, just a few chapters later, John the Baptist sends messengers to Jesus. And it's unclear whether John the Baptist is asking because his own faith in Jesus is a bit wobbly, a bit shaken, or because he's concerned about the, the faith of his disciples. But in any event, he sends two of his, his disciples with this question. John the Baptist has sent us you to ask, are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus had just then cured many people of diseases, plagues, and evil spirits, and had given sight to many who were blind. And he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news brought to them. Blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me. Blessed is the person who is not scandalized by the Messiah. The people of Israel, the, the, the chosen people, were out of sorts, anxious, irritable. You're not you when you're hungry. And the Messiah comes and he promises to fulfill that hunger. But what happens? The people of Nazareth do take offense at him. They are scandalized. And as a result, they lose out on the great gift that God is trying to give them with the sending of his son. In fact, they reject him and they want to stone him. Maybe you've had that experience of the pouting child who's there at the party and is so cranky and so obstinate that he won't even have a piece of the cake, that wonderful cake that's being served. He won't eat the Snickers bar. C.S. Lewis wrote a beautiful novel called The Great Divorce, which is his kind of you know, fictional or imaginary vision of the realities of heaven and hell. And in The Great Divorce, a bus is driven from hell up to heaven. And the people on the bus are invited to get off, right? those who were in hell. They're invited to get off and to enjoy the wonder of heaven, the beauty of heaven, the happiness of the blessed. But they would rather not. They stay on the bus. It's like that person who sulks in the corner rather than join in the dance. They turn their back on the party. And sin has this effect on us. It has this effect of dulling the heart, 
of turning it inwards, of isolating it from other people. Right? The sinner, if unchecked, ultimately comes to the conclusion that he doesn't need God, that he doesn't need anyone, that he lives for himself. We know when someone is sick, especially the elderly, they can lose their appetite. And it's precisely then that they have the most need to eat. But they won't. It's a very sad situation. You see a person washing away, wasting away, but they refuse to be nourished. Jesus, we want to foster this healthy hunger for you, this hunger for heaven, this hunger to live for you and for others, and not merely for ourselves. The Messiah has come to fulfill the deepest longings of our heart, and we know that we're not ourselves when we're hungry. We're out of sorts. Let's react to this messianic announcement of Jesus with faith and with devotion, not with the skepticism and the distance of the Nazarenes. Of course, in that moment in Nazareth, Mary stands out among the crowd because she hungers for God. She longs for God. Let's ask Mary and Joseph to establish in our hearts this same need for Jesus that they have, this same hunger which only he can satisfy. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We pray with the whole church now as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And, and my, my mouth, mouth will, will proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is he who set it on the seas, on the waters he made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. 
Let him enter the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he? The King of glory, He the Lord of armies, He is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Bow Bow down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, set me free. Hear me and speedily rescue me. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock, my stronghold. For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Release me from the snares they have hidden, for you are my refuge, Lord. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. O God of truth, you detest those who worship false and empty gods. As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. You who have seen my affliction 
and taken heed of my soul's distress, have not handed me over to the enemy, but set my feet at large. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Bow down down and hear me, Lord. Come to my rescue. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am in distress. Tears have wasted my eyes, my throat, and my heart, for my life is spent with sorrow and my years with sighs. Affliction has broken down my strength and my bones waste away. In the face of all my foes, I am a reproach, an object of scorn to my neighbors and of fear to my friends. Those who see me in the street run far away from me. I am like a dead man, forgotten, like a thing thrown away. I have heard the slander of the crowd. Fear is all around me as they plot together against me, as they plan to take my life. But as for me... I trust in you, Lord. I say, you are my God. My life is in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of those who hate me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, let the light of your countenance shine on your servant. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. How great is the goodness, Lord, that you keep for those who fear you, that you show to those who trust you in the sight of men. You hide them in the shelter of your presence from the plotting of men. You keep them safe within your tent from disputing tongues. Blessed be the Lord who has shown me the wonders of his love in a fortified city. I am far removed from your sight, I said in my alarm. Yet you heard the voice of my plea when I cried for help. Love the Lord, all you saints. He guards his faithful, but the Lord will repay to the full those who act with pride. Be strong. Let your heart take courage, all who hope in the Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. God of kindness and truth, you saved your chosen one, Jesus Christ, and you gave your martyr's strength. Watch over your people who come to you here and strengthen the hearts of those who hope in you, that they may proclaim your saving acts of kindness in the eternal city. Blessed be the Lord, for he has poured out his mercy upon me. Guide me in the way of your truth and teach me, for you are my saving God. From the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Thus said the Lord, Go. Buy a potter's earthen flask, 
Take along some of the elders of the people and of the priests, and go out toward the valley of Ben-Hinnom at the entrance of the Potsherd Gate. There proclaim the words which I will speak to you. Listen to the word of the Lord, kings of Judah and citizens of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I am going to bring such evil upon this place that all who hear of it will feel their ears tingle. This is because they have forsaken me and alienated this place by burning it, by burning in it incense to strange gods, which neither they nor their fathers knew. And the kings of Judah have filled this place with the blood of the innocent. They have built high places for Baal to immolate their sons in fire as holocausts to Baal, such a thing as I neither commanded nor spoke of, nor did it ever enter my mind. And you shall break the flask in the sight of the men who went with you and say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Thus will I smash this people and this city, as one smashes a clay pot so that it cannot be repaired. And Topheth shall be a burial place, for lack of place to bury elsewhere. Thus I will do to this place and to its inhabitants, says the Lord. I will make this city like Topheth, and the houses of Jerusalem and the palaces of the kings of Judah shall be defiled like the place of Topheth. All the houses upon whose roofs they burnt incense to the whole host of heaven and poured out libations to strange gods. When Jeremiah returned from Topheth, where the Lord had sent him to prophecy, he stood in the court of the house of God and said to all the people, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I will surely bring upon this city all the evil with which I threatened it, because they have stiffened their necks and have not obeyed my words. Jeremiah was heard prophesying these things by the priest Pasher, son of Immer, chief officer in the house of the Lord. So he had the prophet scourged and placed in the stocks at the upper gate of Benjamin in the house of the Lord. The next morning, after Pasher had released Jeremiah from the stocks, the prophet said to him, Instead of Pasher, the Lord will name you Terror on Every Side. For thus says the Lord, Indeed, I will deliver you to terror, you and all your friends. Your own eyes shall see them fall by the sword of their enemies. All Judah I will deliver to the king of Babylon, who shall take them captive to Babylon or slay them with the sword. All the wealth of this city, all it has toiled for and holds dear, all the treasures of the kings of Judah I will give as plunder into the hands of their foes, who shall seize it and carry it away to Babylon. You, Pasher, and all the members of your household shall go into exile. To Babylon you shall go, you and all your friends. There you shall die and be buried, because you have prophesied lies to them. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Jerusalem, you kill the prophets and stone those who are sent to you. How How often often have have I longed longed to gather your children together, as a hen draws her brood beneath her wings, but you refused me. You have stubbornly turned your heads, so that you would not hear my words. How often have I longed to gather your children together, 
as a hen draws her brood beneath her wings, but you refused me. A reading from The Imitation of Christ. My son, says the Lord, listen to my words, the most delightful of all words, surpassing all knowledge of the philosophers and wise men of this world. My words are spirit and life, and cannot be comprehended by human senses alone. They are not to be interpreted according to the vain pleasure of the listener, but they must be listened to in silence and received with all humility and great affection. And I said, Blessed is the man whom you teach, Lord, and whom you instruct in your law. For him you soften the blow of the evil day, and you do not desert him on the earth. The Lord says, I have instructed my prophets from the beginning, and even to the present time I have not stopped speaking to all men. But many are deaf and obstinate in response. Many hear the world more easily than they hear God. They follow the desires of the flesh more readily than the pleasure of God. The world promises rewards that are temporal and insignificant, and these are pursued with great longing. I promise rewards that are eternal and unsurpassable, yet the hearts of mortals respond sluggishly. Who serves and obeys me in all matters with as much care as the world and its princes are served? Blush, then, you lazy, complaining servant, for men are better prepared for the works of death than you are for the works of life. They take more joy in vanity than you in truth. Yet they are often deceived in their hope, while my promise deceives no one and leaves empty-handed no one who confides in me. What I have promised, I shall give. What I have said, I will fulfill for any man who remains faithful in my love unto the very end. I am the rewarder of all good men, the one who rigorously tests the devoted. Write my words in your heart and study them diligently, for they will be absolutely necessary in the time of temptation. Whatever you fail to understand in reading my words will become clear to you on the day of your visitation. I am accustomed to visit my elect in a double fashion, that is, with temptation and with consolation. And I read to them two lessons each day, one to rebuke them for their faults, the other to exhort them to increase their virtue. He who possesses my words yet spurns them earns his own judgment on the last day. My son, surrender your heart to me and keep your eyes on my footsteps. Then Then I I will will place place a crown of grace on your head. My son, open your heart to my wisdom. Listen to what I say. Then I will place a crown of grace on your head. Almighty God, every good thing comes from you. Fill our hearts with love for you. Increase our faith, and by your constant care, protect the good you have given us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. 23 minutes before the hour, we'll look at today's gospel. Listen to In Conversation with God and pray morning prayer in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday of the 22nd week in Ordinary Time, August 30th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord uses Scripture to tell the people of Nazareth, I am He. It's from the fourth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And he went to the synagogue, as his custom was on the Sabbath day. 
he stood up to read, and there was given to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened the book and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. Is not this Joseph's son? Doubtless, you will quote to me this proverb. Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here also in your own country. Truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his own country. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when there came a great famine over all the land, and Elijah was sent to none of them but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and put him out of the city, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their city was built, that they might throw him down headlong. But passing through the midst of them, he went away. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, it should be obvious that Jesus had compassion for everyone on everyone he encountered, especially those downtrodden in any way. We are called to manifest that same compassion. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Jesus returned to Nazareth where he had been brought up and he went to the synagogue as his custom was on the Sabbath day. There they gave him the book of the prophet Isaiah to read. He opened the book at a passage which has a clearly messianic meaning. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus rolled up the book, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. There was a great air of expectation among his listeners, all of whom had known him from boyhood. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Very likely Our Lady, too, was present. Our Lord then said to them quite plainly, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. 
In this passage, the prophet Isaiah foretold the coming of the Messiah to free his people from their afflictions. These words of our Lord are, as Pope John Paul II said, his first messianic declaration. They are followed by the actions and words known through the gospel. By these actions and words, Christ makes the Father present among men. It is very significant that the people in question are especially the poor, those without means of subsistence, those deprived of their freedom, the blind who cannot see the beauty of creation, those living with broken hearts or suffering from social injustice, and finally, sinners. It is especially for these last that the Messiah becomes a particularly clear sign of God who is love. Later on, when John the Baptist's envoys ask him if he is the Christ or if they have to wait for another, Jesus tells them to go and relate to John what they have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have the good news preached to them. Christ's love for men is shown especially in his encounter with suffering with anything in which human weakness, both physical and moral, is to be seen. It thus reveals God the Father's untiring concern for mankind, a concern which is love and rich in mercy. God's mercy is the fundamental core of Christ's preaching and the main driving force behind his miracles. The church, too, encompasses with her love all those who are afflicted by human misery. And she recognizes in those who are poor and who suffer the image of her poor and suffering founder. She does all in her power to relieve their need, and in them she strives to serve Christ. And what else can we in turn do if we want to imitate the Master and be good sons and daughters of the Church? Every day we have countless opportunities to put into practice Christ's teaching about how we ought to behave when faced with suffering and hardship. In the first place, we have to be compassionate and merciful with our nearest neighbors, with those whom God has placed under our care, and with those most in need. Let us ask ourselves now, in the presence of God, how we rate our behavior towards all these people. Am I aware of their pain, physical or moral, of their tiredness or their neediness? Am I quick to give them the help they need? Do I try to lighten the load they have to bear, especially when it exceeds their strength? In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen minutes before the hour, let's pray now. We join the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Like the deer that yearns for running streams, so my soul is yearning for you, my God. My soul is thirsting for God, the God of my life. When can I enter and see the face of God? My tears have become my bread. By night, by day, 
as I hear it said all the day long, Where is your God? These things will I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would lead the rejoicing crowd into the house of God, amid cries of gladness and thanksgiving, the throng wild with joy. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God, I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. My soul is cast down within me as I think of you, from the country of Jordan and Mount Hermon, from the hill of Mizar. Deep is calling on deep, in the roar of waters. Your torrents and all your waves swept over me. By day the Lord will send his loving kindness. By night I will sing to him, praise the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, Why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? With cries that pierce me to the heart, my enemies revile me, saying to me all the day long, Where is your God? Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still my Savior, and my God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father in heaven, when your strength takes possession of us, we no longer say, Why are you cast down, my soul? So now that the surging waves of your indignation have passed over us, let us feel the healing calm of your forgiveness. Inspire us to yearn for you always, like the deer for running streams, until you satisfy every longing in heaven. When will I come to the end of my pilgrimage and enter the presence of God? Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. Lord, show Show us the radiance of your mercy. Come to our aid, O God of the universe, and put all the nations in dread of you. Raise your hand against the heathen, that they may realize your power. As you have used us to show them your holiness, so now use them to show us your glory. Thus they will know, as we know, that there is no God but you. Give new signs and work new wonders. Show forth the splendor of your right hand and arm. Gather all the tribes of Jacob, that they may inherit the land as of old. Show mercy to the people called by your name, Israel, whom you named your firstborn. Take pity on your holy city, Jerusalem, your dwelling place. Fill Zion with your majesty, your temple with your glory. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. 
Lord, show us the radiance of your mercy. The vaults of heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. The vaults, the vaults of, of heaven, heaven ring, ring with, with your praise, O Lord. The heavens proclaim the glory of God, and the firmament shows forth the work of his hands. Day unto day takes up the story, and night unto night makes known the message. No speech, no word, no voice is heard, yet their span extends through all the earth their words to the utmost bounds of the world. There he has placed a tent for the sun. It comes forth like a bridegroom coming from his tent, rejoices like a champion to run its course. At the end of the sky is the rising of the sun. To the furthest end of the sky is its course. There is nothing concealed from its burning heat. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. To enlighten the world, Father, you sent to us your word, as the Son of truth and justice shining upon mankind. Illumine our eyes that we may discern your glory in the many works of your hands. The, the vaults of heaven, heaven ring with your praise, O Lord. A reading from the book of Jeremiah. When I found your words, I devoured them. They became my joy and the happiness of my heart, because I bore your name, O Lord God of hosts. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. 
In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Let us pray. Our Savior has made us a nation of priests to offer acceptable sacrifice to the Father. Let us call upon him in gratitude. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Christ, eternal priest, you conferred the holy priesthood on your people. Grant that we may offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to the Father. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. In your goodness, pour out on us the fruits of your Spirit. Patience, kindness, and gentleness. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we love you and possess you, for you are love. And may every action of our lives praise you. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. May we seek those things which are beneficial to our brothers, without counting the cost. To help them on the way to salvation. Preserve us in your ministry, Lord. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Almighty Father, you have brought us to the light of a new day. Keep us safe the whole day through from every sinful inclination. May all our thoughts, words, and actions aim at doing what is pleasing in your sight. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Time to get up off your knees and get to work building up the kingdom. Morning Air is coming up next. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.